You're listening to In the Open, a Mental Health America podcast, a space where we explore mental health and navigate the challenges of life through honest and candid conversation. everyone, we're back for another session of In the Open. It's America and Teresa's here with me today. Hi, everybody. So we're going to keep talking about things we can't stop doing. And today we're going to be talking about I can't stop stress dreaming. Yeah. <laughs> so Teresa shared that she's been stress dreaming. So let's start with you, Teresa, today. I mean, I stress dream my whole life. And when I ask really? you, yeah, wait, you don't? Not all the time. <laughs> Okay, that's true. But then you did immediately recount that you had a stress dream last night. Yes. And I was like, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> but what I, w- I wouldn't relate it to stress. I-, I-, I am just a vivid dreamer. All my life I've been a vivid dreamer. So I love this topic. Probably because I've had periods of insomnia, have been periods of vivid dreaming. But I have a lot of stress dreams. And sometimes my stress dreams are specific themes. The most common we hear are you're going to school and you don't know what class you're supposed to take or you have a test that you have to take and you didn't study for it. Or maybe you're like walking around school naked is what people say. Sometimes. Okay. You're- <laughs> so you're telling me when you're dreaming out of all the dreams that you're dreaming, how can you tell it's a stress dream? Okay. I call them my stress dreams. First of all, I mostly have these kinds of dreams, especially when I'm very stressed. Okay. So then my work and personal, it doesn't matter. Just when both gets really bad, then it. So if, if my whole life is in the most worst kind of stressful moment, life, work, home, everything, the worst kinds of stress dreams I have are like where someone is trying to kill me or I'm going to kill someone else, which is, was very interesting for me because when I was working with kids with early psychosis like schizophrenia yeah that was actually one of the questions in this assessment that we have it's like a structured interview for prodromal symptoms and I was like oh that's really interesting and it's because if you experience psychosis it's so stressful in your life to get your brain to a place where you hear voices or you see things that aren't there which by the way in my life I have had these periods where I see things or hear things that aren't there and I'm very stressed during these times, right? And yes, when I'm in that space, I also have dreams where I'm going to, I've killed somebody and it's only happened a couple times in my life or I die. And that could be like, sometimes it's like, that's more common and it could be like, I'm falling off a cliff and then I wake up right before I hit the ground. Do you not have these dreams? I have had dreams where somebody's trying to harm me. I've had that, that, that dream. I've had dreams where Maybe there's like a precipice in like falling or something of that nature. But I, I think just for the context, like when I talk about vivid dreaming, I, I I really want you to understand what that means for me. Okay. I can I can sleep and I start dreaming. I can wake up, like today I wake up. And then tonight when I go back to sleep, I can continue my dream from where I left it off. Wow. Last night. And That's like really literally cool. Like I just close the book for a moment and open back up and continue. So that's what I'm telling you when it's very vivid. Hmm. And then the stress part of it, I think, comes where I may be doing repetitive things in my dreams, but really not getting anywhere. Well, that tracks with your desire. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 
Yes, totally. That so tracks with your what we were just talking about. Yeah, and so does yours, right? Like safety yeah. is really like yeah. fundamental to you, who you are. Yeah. I have disaster dreams. I have road dreams driving on roads that are impossible. Really? Where the road the road looks like it's a hill and then I'm driving down the hill and then sometimes I'm in I when I was young I used to be in a car that was very tall. <laughs> so bizarre. That's Tsunamis, waves, tornadoes. No, I've never had any of those. No oh, natural disasters. I also really love natural disaster movies. So I'm like, why would my brain take those things that I enjoy and then turn them into my stress dreams? And it's funny because it's like, okay, just speaking about the last two topics, I'm always out of control in my dream state. Always, hmm. 100%, no control. So let's say you've been having a very stressed out time. Yeah. Wherever that is, work, home, whatever. And do you fall asleep easily or is it kind of like elongated sleep that you're trying to sleep and eventually you fall asleep? Oh, I mean, sleep, I feel like we could have whole, we have had whole podcasts about sleep because I've had periods of insomnia. Right. And so sometime in the last 10 years, I worked very hard to have, you know, we talk about how I don't have any rituals except for my sleep hygiene. Okay. It's the one place where I had to do a lot of work. Because otherwise, I had I used to not go to sleep till 3.30 or 4 in the morning. And then I would only sleep from 3 to 6 every night. Wow. So it's gotten better. And so now I can go to sleep by, you know, 10 or 11. And okay. then I'm up by 6. So it's a, it's a thing. So now with all of my stuff that I do to make sure I go to bed, I can lay down and within 5 to 10 minutes be asleep. And I still have stress. Even if you're stressed. Even if I'm stressed, but okay. I, and so, but it, that's really interesting. And that's a good point. Do you do this thing where you go to bed looking like you're going to fight somebody? No. <laughs> For real? No. Tell me, what does that look like? It, I have neck pain and I could tell when I'm really stressed because I have, um, I mean, like some people, they grind their teeth. Mm -hmm. I don't grind, but I clench. So when I clench, I basically tighten up my jaw so much that I give myself a tension, a neck tension that turns into a migraine. And I can tell that I'm extra stressed because if I have, I started to have migraines and some of my migraines make me throw up. Like they're so mm -hmm. intense, right? And it's because I'll go to bed looking like I'm going to, I'm like this. And when I was really young, I used to dig my fingernails into my my hands and I would wake up and they would be like an indent from my fingernails indenting my hand. But now I practice progressive muscle relaxation before night. So I, I like stretch my jaw. It looks weird. If somebody watched me in my, <laughs> I'm like doing it to you. It's making you laugh because I literally have to open my mouth hard so that when I go to bed, I don't clench my mouth. And then I and that helps me have less stress dreams. So if I don't do all that stuff and I go to bed, I'm pretty sure that today in my life, the reason why I'm stress dreaming about school and work and not murdering somebody is because I do these habits. Okay. But if I went to bed, just like the way I, my body wanted to be stressed out, forget it. I would jump right to death. Death it's and murder. You've you've created mechanisms. You've put mechanisms into place to enable you to get to a place of better sleep better but it doesn't 
truly take away the stress stream. It just takes the stress stream in a different direction. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And that's why I'm like, oh, my whole life, I'm going to just have stress dreams for the rest of my life. Yeah. And (laughs) when you're stress dreaming, do you wake up? Are there are there the dreams where you're like, if you're falling, you wake up all, all and the then time. You can go back to sleep or no. You know, so if I had your brain, I'd be screwed because I know <laughs> if I wake up and I go back to bed, for the most part, I can tell my brain, don't go back to that dream. And I have to say that. Don't go back to that dream. Lay okay. down, close your eyes, try and think about something nice, go to sleep. Okay. Sometimes it's so dumb too because like the dream is so stupid and it makes me mad. At least now it makes me mad because the dreams are dumb. They're like about, yeah, forgetting something. And oh, lately it's been about travel. I don't know why, but I'm always going to miss my flight. Oh, that's interesting. Why I am wonder- I always going to miss my flight? I'm at work. I'm going to have these meetings and I feel obligated to stay and like do things for people. <laughs> oh my God. But I don't want that's to. Your guilt? And I'm going to miss oh. my flight. And then I'm like running in my Uber that came late and it doesn't want to go the direction it should go. And then I'm just like, well, I miss my flight. If, if you guys listened to last week's episode where we talked about control. It's hilarious to me. I see hilarious to me <laughs> that where you're exhibiting loss of control yeah. is in your dreams. In my dream state. Yes. Which yeah. means in many ways you are trying to manage all of these other pieces in your external living life. And they manifest you're, Yeah, you're yeah. like laid back attitude. Nothing bothers me. It's gonna be what it is. And then you're like, ah. but there's like a core belief here, right? Like, my brain is saying to me, you may want control. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you will never have control or something. I don't know, you know, in the example that you gave, though, I can imagine why it's connected to some of the things going on. One, you've had to travel a lot, which yeah. one for you, you generally don't want to travel. So you're already putting yourself in a situation that's like, I'm accepting it. It is what it is. I'm going to have to go with it. Totally. And then right up against that is the (laughs) guilt that you carry of like letting people down. And that's why you're like, oh my God, I missed this meeting. I missed this flight. I missed this. And those pieces of lack of control and how it ties to how you are going to be received by others yeah. is completely connected to this larger frame of reference yeah. of what it is that you do to try to manage the chaos of your life. Yeah. All the things that I worry about in my daytime, it gets manifested at night. That's why I'm like, how do you not have a stress dream? What, kind of, what do you dream about? All your dreams like beautiful? <laughs> I, my dreams... They, they range. Like when I'm stress dreaming, it shows up weird. It may be like I was supposed to go somewhere and I didn't, I didn't get there. Some, some surprising thing came down the pathway or something and was like, whoa. And I had to go in a different direction. And <laughs> Which tracks. <laughs> yeah, right. And there is another dream that I tend to have, which I've had a couple of times where I'm with some family members and something happens. I'm not exactly sure what happens in the distance. And like my family members are walking in front of me 
But the thing that happens is behind me. So I have to turn my head. And then by the time I turn back, they're not there. Yeah. And that's like, wait, what happened? Where did they go? You know? And then I go down like this, like rabbit hole of trying to find them. And so I've had that several times. I wonder if that's tied to your immigration experience. I think so. I think it is. Oh, that's really interesting. Well, you told me before when we were talking about this episode that you had a dream that you lost something and you also had to backtrack. Yeah. And there's like, and that you've mentioned that this is tied for you about control and order. Yeah. Maybe it's tied to being lost. It's so funny because (laughs) last night the dream that I had was I went somewhere. I, I remember my husband was there and there were other people there. And wherever we went, it was like a, a concert, a show, something. I had a coat with me. I took off my coat. And I remember in my dream, I was like, you shouldn't take off your coat. But I did. And then we left. And we ended up going back to wherever we had come from. And along the way where we were almost there, I, I was like, oh, my God, my coat. And immediately I was like, oh told you not to take off your coat, you know? So I had to go back to find it. But along the way, I found these other things. I I stopped in a store. I did this. (laughs) And I went back, almost back to the beginning. And again, I was like, you forgot your coat. So it does track with me and my personality. Yeah. Do you worry about being lost? I don't know. But you also lost your family. Like you like were, in this, you had yeah, to turn around mm-hmm. something you had to go find, but you're like mm-hmm. in a point where you have to find two things and then in looking for one thing, you lose something else. Oh, that's interesting. I hadn't connected that. I don't know, babe. I, I wonder if it's connected. You know, I'm very inquisitive. So like I need answers. I need solutions. So you I like direction. If, yeah. You like clear direction. Yeah. You want to know where you are, where you're heading, what so, it's yeah, going to look it could like. So yeah, totally be tied to stress. Like, oh, I've lost I lost my way. <laughs> yeah. I could see that. This is the beautiful thing I think about dreams is that when we explore this space, it really gives you insight into where mm-hmm. your brain is worried. Mm-hmm. like what it's wrestling. And I learned at one point that, <laughs> well, first of all, sleep is essential because when I didn't sleep, that was when I was, you know, seeing things and hearing things that weren't there. Um, but that also when you sleep, that's when your brain heals itself. So it makes sense of the world by, I'm not a sleep expert, right? Like this is something I've heard. Like I had to learn because sleep was a big part of my mental health stuff. <laughs> and just like, it's where your brain folds. But it like heals itself. It makes connections. It it prepares you for the working world to like to be able to function optimally. Yes, yes. And so like good sleep is really important. But then I think an un- untapped space is trying to make sense of dreams. And that was a part of research a long time ago that I feel like we gave up on. But you know, you know what, babe? Um, what I have come to find is for me, if I'm stressed, I don't dream. Hmm. Okay, I tend to not to dream. Instead, my sleep is stunted. I'm not resting as well. So I don't get to the place of REM sleep that allows me to dream. Yeah. Um, So that's when I know that whatever's happening externally is influencing my well-being. That I'm just like, because I can go to bed and I think whatever. And then a couple minutes, boom, I'm gone and I'm sleeping. So 
that's a very important aspect of how I measure how stressed out I am. The other is like, one day I had this conversation with my husband and I had said, you know, I couldn't sleep. I was thinking about this thing. And he was like, are you serious? You didn't sleep because of that? And I was like, yeah, how could you have slept? You know, and he was like, well, I just slept. And I couldn't really understand how his brain enabled him to rest while my brain was going. If I have fun dreams, and I have had periods of that too, once in a while I get gifted a beautiful dream and I'm like, oh, I want to go back there, you know? But if even if I don't and I don't remember my dream, I'm okay. Although I would love to wake up and remember very nice dreams. Do you not? Do you wake up during nice dreams? I don't think so. Maybe you, maybe you're stressed out more than you think you are. <laughs> no, <laughs> no more problems. Frankly, I don't know if my process of dreaming is good or bad. Like I, whether they fall in in what spectrum. What I do recognize is. I have come to find that my dreams are just an extension of my person. So I'm very comfortable in that dream space. I don't, very rarely do I have very negative dreams, like where I may be in danger or something like that. When I have had those, they scare the hell out of me because they're so uncommon. Yeah. I kind of find comfort in, in in my dreams. Yeah, and that's my really ability great. to just kind of shift in that space. Yeah, and maybe that's why it's become a prominent part of your sleep time. You know, because because you do find so much healing and yeah. positivity in that space, which is really awesome. So, is there something you do before bed to help you get in that? I mean, you've told me I've never heard of anybody doing this where you could put yourself back in your story. Is there something you tell yourself right before bed? No, no. I will just. What happens is, it's funny, I've never told people this other than like my family. So now though, the world will know. Generally, I will just like lie down in the position. I'm a side sleeper, so I will, you know, just kind of get in my position. And then my brain somehow is like, this is where we left off. Cling. The movie starts, you know. Huh. Yeah. And, and I don't know, maybe it's the feeling of my body or whatever that just kind of puts me back into that state and I can pick up from there. How interesting. <laughs> maybe it should be studied. What's your phrase? You say, oh, this is where we left off. This is where uh-huh. we left off. Do you mm-hmm. think that in your head? This is where we left off. No. It just feels I will a feeling. picture it. Yeah, I will mm. picture it. And then. Wait, oh when you God. close your eyes, can you see a picture? Like if I said, hey, close your eyes and envision a star. Okay. What do you see? A star. What kind of star? Describe it for me. It's kind of, it's yellow. It's kind of puffy looking. Puffy? Yeah. What else do you see? Like a kind of bubble, like a bubble star. Oh, like a 3D star. Yeah. Anything else you see? No, it's like yellow. It's kind of vibrant. It's bright. Mm -hmm. That's so interesting. Okay, you can open your eyes. I close my damn eyes and I see blackness. <laughs> I mean, I can also see blackness. No, because you told yourself to see blackness. No, I tell my brain to see a star and I cannot see a star. It's called aphantasia. And this is tied to 
ability to have guided meditation. Maybe it's tied to my sleep dreams and my problems. I can have dreams, but maybe this is why I can't control my dreams. I've learned to lucid dream because I'm so stressed out in my dream. I can tell myself when I'm dreaming that I'm dreaming and try to control my dream in a dream state, but I can't close my eyes and see my dream and then go to a dream state. Babe, so when it, this is this is the strangest thing to me when you're telling me like close your eyes and can you see a star? I mean, yeah, you just told I me you saw a puppy. A star? Can I see it with my eyes? Am I envisioning it? Well, you can see a yellow, bright, puffy 3D star. Like people answer this question differently. Some people see a 2D star okay. with a black outline. Some people see a Van Gogh painting. Immediately in their eye. They call it the mind's eye. I had no idea I had no mind's eye until I learned this recently. Like, I have no mind's eye. This is why I hate meditation. Yeah. And so if I close my eyes, I don't see a star. I can't even see a star in my eyes. I see black. I tr- I've tried. I've been like, look at a star. <laughs> see the star. No star. Hmm. So. I wonder if that's connected to your dreaming. I'm super fascinated by it because. I think they're tied together. I don't, it's not an area of research that's studied, even though we know that it probably has impact for people in meditation and we like teach people all these skills, but we don't actually ask if you have the capacity to do it. <laughs> and it wasn't until later, even as a mental health professional, that I realized this is why I don't like meditation. Because people um, will say things like visualize a beach or calm place. And I never realized people were actually visualizing a place. <laughs> I would, my brain would be like, try to put yourself (laughs) in a safe space, but it was always rooted here because I couldn't, there was nothing that my brain could see. So, so you mentioned um, earlier how some of the most common stress dreams are like being naked. You said, right? No, no. I don't actually have naked dreams. I've heard people have naked dreams. I've never had one of those dreams. So when people are like, oh, I'm so stressed out that I had this dream. Yeah. And I was like. No, That's not so naked dreams. To me. I have dreams where my teeth are falling out. That's another common one. You have teeth falling out dreams. Yeah, but that in <laughs> Bolivian culture, that means something very different. Okay, I don't know, but I think it's yeah. common. It's a common stress experience because your teeth are falling out and you're trying to like put them yeah. back up or whatever. It's a gruesome <laughs> experience. It's the not interpretation fun. of dreams is a different is a different um, conversation. Yeah. So. Yeah, I I think that I've come to accept that I'm going to have stress dreams and and actually also use them in my toolbox as a gauge for the stress I feel in my life. Right. Yeah, because I'm not going to stop them. I have stopped trying to stop them. So once you wake up in the morning, babe, do you do anything with the dream that you had? Like, No. You were saying earlier how like you tell your brain don't don't have that dream again yeah if I have a really bad dream like what somebody might call a nightmare Uh and I wake up at 3 a.m I'm agitated I don't know about you I'm super agitated and it used to take me you know an hour or two to go back to bed and I've learned how to wake up from those stress dreams and now it will take me 20 minutes okay so I have to practice my habits again I have to it's so embarrassing, but I sing myself a lullaby. Okay. Like I sing a song in my head. I lay my head on my pillow. <laughs> I ground myself. I like go
go through the senses, you know, what do I feel? What do I hear? Mm-hmm. And just try to tell my brain, like, don't you're you're gonna be okay. Don't go back to that dream. What can you think about? Okay. So I don't see it in my eye, and maybe that's why I don't snap into that space right away. It takes me 20 minutes. Maybe it takes some people five, but I have to talk out the experiences in my brain because I can't close my eyes and just visualize it. Do you do that by yourself or do you like share this with your husband? No. What? <laughs> I don't like, share it with anybody. <laughs> well, you know, when I have had these stressful dreams, like I will I will be agitated and I will wake up my husband and be like, Oh my oh. god, I have to tell you about this dream. Yeah, and then yeah, he'll yeah. be like Okay. In the middle of his yeah. like, sure, yeah, yeah, tell me, you know? Yeah. Sometimes I sometimes I will. Sometimes I'll have such a disturbing dream that I need to wake up and tell tell I'll remember it for so okay. long that I'll the next time we're sitting down, I was like, I gotta tell you the most disturbing dream I had. I I sometimes I write them down because I, I want to remember them even though they're disturbing, which maybe is weird. I don't know. It okay. it helps me feel better. <laughs> Maybe okay. writing it down is a form of journaling that also like reduces the power from that dream too, you know? I've heard that people really do use journaling. That's one of the things that they've people that really um, study sleep talk about. As soon as you wake up and you're able to write. Yeah. So that you capture all of that that's going on cuz they the inner workings of your brain are are littered with everything that's going on. So maybe yeah. there's a, something in there that would be useful to you. Yeah. I don't like to journal. Like some people really love to journal as a coping skill. I'm not that person, but I do like to dream notes and I just do it on my phone. So I don't have a journal. I just put it on my notes on my phone. And sometimes it's been interesting to come back and read them because you forget your dreams, obviously. Right. And so I know that's why I don't really like have a recollection of specific dreams. I just have a recollection of themes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that are consistent across my stress dreams yeah and then we've unpacked that so you know what you've made me think about today like now am i gonna go dream about being lost is that a feeling that i really hold on to uh, uh. <laughs> is this the is this the root of it all i know let's hope everybody rests well thanks everyone keep on fighting in the open <laughs> <laughs>